0: Welcome to another episode so this is actually a bit of a bonus episode uh, because as you know season two I'm talking about just the tips right um well something happened to me um recently Um, so I decided to make this a bonus episode because I think the subject is important and I don't know if it's a subject that we all talk about enough Um, specifically to young females. Um, Granted, this could happen to a male as well. But I think unfortunately, I think women are more susceptible to this. And um, okay, let me just go ahead and get started. Um, So as you know, I mentioned the last episode um, that I was spending some time with number 61. And there were so many things about him that I liked. Um, we had a little bit of problem with communication. Um, it felt like every time we would text, we would misunderstand each other. Like the tone was off. You know, part of it was like, I think you're getting to know each other. But I also feel like things should be easy, right? And things were never easy with him with communication early on. But he did so many things that I loved, like he had, he was like a detail guy, for one, right? He was a planner. Um, So every time we would hang out, it was this extravagant, um, detailed, fun time, right? I had so much fun with him. I'm, I'm not gonna say that I didn't, but I had a lot of fun with him. He was incredibly kind to Ike, which is huge to me, right? Ike, my dog is like a huge part of my life um we spent uh three weekends together three long weekends um we talked almost every day not every day because of his job but we talked often and the first weekend i think i mentioned before we went camping it was awesome i don't know if you necessarily should go out with somebody out of town for a first date, but you know i I was lucky i was safe right physically safe and we had a lot of fun uh we hung out for another weekend at his place like i drove up to uh, his place with um with my dog, with Ike. Beautiful weekend. Um, we had like a huge bonfire, uh, too many drinks. Um, so much fun. I mean, um, we watched a couple movies. Like, I don't know, it's just fun hanging out, right? He has a dog that I love. It was great. It was a great weekend. It was a great house. Like, it was perfect. We went out, for, you know, for a couple times, you know, it was, a, it was a good weekend. Everything went really well. And like I said, everything that he does is like a grand gesture, right? So, Whenever something would happen where I would feel annoyed by something, it took me a while to realize that he was kind of manipulating me, right? So he was really good at the great grand gestures, right? And I think for the right person, he'll probably be a good guy. But for me and my past and my history and what I still struggle with as someone who's almost 50, it was not a good fit. Um... And I went ahead and uh, re-enlisted, which I'll talk about in the next episode. And he went out of town with me for that one. Um, One of my good friends let me stay with her. Another great friend of mine flew in from another state, you know, to help me with that process. Anyway, so number 61 was there. And he had all these grand gestures. And uh, I'll talk about that more in the next episode. Because it did, um, there were some good things that happened, right? There are some good memories that happened. But overall, I think the best way for me to start is just to start, at my beginning, right? Okay, so I have to warn you, this episode is not going to be me <laughs> laughing very often. And I apologize. But I do think it's important to get this out there. So um, I'm a 70s kid, right? And you know, I was born in 1971. I have one sister who's older, uh, my mother, who's like, amazing, my favorite person on the planet. Um, and my actual father, right? So I grew up in Texas in uh, the 70s, right? Um So when I was a little kid, it was not rare for me to wake up in the middle of the night to hear my mother screaming and crying, right? And um, I just assumed that everybody lived that way, right? Because you're like a little kid, you don't know any better. Like your reality is like your reality, right? So for whatever reason, my sister didn't experience this. And I'm very grateful for that, because my sister's awesome. And I'm really glad that she did not experience this. But for whatever reason, um, she didn't, right? Um, she was older than me. So a big chunk of this, uh, she was just away with friends like sleeping over in high school, you know, eventually went to college, things like that, right? She's older than me. Well, my first memory is my mother screaming in the middle of the night and I hate to say that but it's true so my dad was over six feet you know my mom's like five four my mother's fucking amazing love my mother anyway um I could go on and on because she's awesome but um I don't know I just grew up always hearing screaming and crying um so my first memories of living in my home and there were a few times you know where I would uh as a little kid stumble out in my pajamas remember the pajamas of the footies? so fucking cute right anyway so I would stumble out and so comfy and I would try to be helpful. And of course, I was a little kid. So my father was over six feet. So he would just like push me slap me out of the way. Because of course, you know, as a little kid, and like natural instinct, I think is to protect your family, right? So I love my mother, even as like a, an infant, of course, right? So I wanted to protect her. And I was a little kid. And of course, I wasn't like, it was futile, right? So this happened repeatedly, um, throughout my my young years. And one particular day, um, I woke up, she was screaming and I was eight years old and I'll never forget this because it's very vivid in my mind and I don't know why this happened on this particular day, but um, I woke up, my mom was screaming. screaming. I went to uh, across the hall um, to my sister's uh, room. She wasn't there um, and she had one of those like princess phones. Remember those really like old style gold ivory <laughs> phones? Anyway, she had one of those and for some reason, I, you know, walked into the hall, you know, my mother was screaming, and I picked up the phone, and I called the police. Uh, So, of course, remember, this is the 70s, so domestic violence laws were completely different then, Um, and the police showed up, and um, I had, like, bruises on my my neck because he had tried strangling me, um, hitting me, obviously, you know, it wasn't just my mom, it was myself as well. And I remember being eight years old and the police showed up and they were kind of like, why is this little annoying kid called? Like, what's happening, you know? And um, I remember saying, look at my neck, look at my chest. You know, it's like an eight-year-old kid. And they basically ignored me, right? Because, like I said, domestic laws were different. My mother was crying and upset. I think she, her initial reaction was anger and embarrassment because I had called the police, right? My father, of course, was furious and looked at me like he was about to beat the shit out of me like the second he could, right? Right. Um, and the police took his side, right? Like I said, the violence was different. Domestic violence laws were different. So my mother was upset and crying and, you know, um, I could, I felt bad for her because I feel like I put her in an impossible situation. Um, so she approached me and was just like, we need to get some clothes together. We need to leave. Like the police are making us leave. So I remember going through like the hamper. I don't know why I remember this, but I do. I remember going through the hamper looking for like one of my favorite t-shirts, right? Cause I wanted to take it with me. I do not know if I'd ever come back. Well, I ended up never seeing my father ever again, ever again, right? So I'm going to be 50, so we're talking what? How many years, right? Because we all know I'm shitty with math. I've not seen the man since. Um, He had a different experience with my sister, so my sister still keeps in touch with him, but I refuse to. Like I I feel like at a certain point in your life, um, no apology would be valid for me from him, and I don't think he's in a position where he feels like anything – is his fault or he feels like he has to apologize so i've never seen a reason to connect right so the reason i bring this up is because i feel like unfortunately whether you suffer domestic violence whether it's like your parents or your family members or your spouse um i feel like there's some patterns and i think it's it's um worth it to talk to you about um Painful for me, like, I actually didn't put out this podcast last week, uh, didn't even want to record it because it's a little painful. But I do think that like, we're talking about certain things like um, there are signs, right? There are signs um, that you can see. Right. And there's some signs that I think we don't recognize and we don't want to see, you know, I, like and you know me, like I've talked about red flags before. And a lot of times I think it's worth it to talk to your friends and family because your friends and family see red flags and the guy you're dating that you don't see. Right. Because they're looking at the guy with a different lens. Well, I think the same thing happened in my case with this abuse and I know that sounds like such a harsh word but I really feel like that's what it is right so so number 61 going back to him I just wanted to explain my past because I've been very lucky um throughout my life like once this situation was resolved with my father I never saw him again that day um I didn't really suffer any kind of abuse physically at all in my lifetime so aside from that I would consider myself lucky right what didn't occur to me, though, until recently was that number 61 was actually emotionally abusive, right? Um, mental abuse is a real fucking thing, right? And I think that if we don't talk about what's happening in our lives truthfully and honestly, I don't think you're in a position to make your life better or to help your friends and family. So that's the whole purpose of this episode for me is um, there are some patterns that are out there. And I think it's important. To mention and discuss and talk about specifically, if you have children, right? So, in this particular case, what happened was number sixty-one. That third weekend, I uh, guess the first two weekends were fucking amazing. The second one specifically, but the third one, once we went out of town together, and once my two great friends were introduced into our mix of two, right? And we became four. Um, his true nature his true personality came out. I, I don't know how else to to explain it, but he had acted completely differently the first two weekends. Otherwise I wouldn't have invited him. Right. Especially to a weekend to me that was important because I was hanging out with two good friends of mine. Right. So I apologize to them um, one-on-one and together. And once again, if they are listening to this, I do apologize because if I had known what was going to happen, right, I wouldn't have invited him. So, um, Ultimately, what happened was he drank a lot, which is interesting, because over the two weekends and that we spent together and over the course of four weeks that we had spent together, um, where we knew each other, I should say, um, he often criticized my drinking, he was always like, you drink too much, you drink too often. And, uh, mentioned it several times. And I am, I was always like, I don't drink that often. I don't drink as often as you think I drink. Right. I was like, I'll come home most days because of the stress with my job. I'll have a drink or two, but I never drink to excess. Right. I don't drink to blackout. Um, for me, it's just relaxing. And I enjoy good quality alcohol. So it's not like I'm going to like the grocery store with like my last $3 buying the cheapest whatever I could find. I was like, I actually just trying to enjoy my evening. Um, I don't drink every day. um, But um, I don't know, every every time I would say I'm going to have a drink or whatever. It was very like he was very judgmental. And he made me feel bad about it. like he made me feel like I had a problem whether I do or don't, now it's not his fucking place, right? Um, There was like little things like, um, you know, I, I love my dog, right? Love Ike, you know, I don't have children, right? So I spend a lot of time and energy on him making sure he's happy. He goes to daycare three days a week. So he used to comment that I spent too much money on my dog. You know, he was like, you know, you don't need to buy like the high end food. It's just Victor. It's not that expensive. He was like, you don't need to do all that. He was like, you know, your dog's fine at home, put him in a crate, whatever. Well, for one, my dog's never been in a crate. And for two, he doesn't destroy anything. I have a fucking awesome dog and for three what I feed my dog is really none of your business but it was things like that like over time it was like little jabs right um and then he would make me feel guilty and then he would make me feel like if I was angry then I was like overreacting and I was the problem so this was all happening but I didn't see it because I was really happy with all the sweet gentle Um, grand gestures that he was making, right? So I like didn't see it. What's crazy is I mentioned a couple times on Facebook, just trying to make like a joke of it. I was like, okay, guys, so number 61 is awesome, but we can't talk. So over text, because every time we talk over text, we end up in a fight, right? So I made it a joke. I was like, you know, so when we don't speak, things are good, right? And uh, a really good friend of mine um, on Facebook was just kind of like, I think you have a problem with communication with this guy. I don't have a good feeling. And I actually blocked him at one point within this four week time period because he made me really angry. And then I unblocked him and then we picked up kind of where we left off. And then we went to and it was funny as he didn't even realize I blocked him, but whatever. And then we went to that third weekend in New York City and it was a disaster. He drank way too much. Um He took some sort of pills. I don't know. He mentioned to my friend that it was Xanax. I don't know exactly what he had. I hadn't seen him like have pills or medication before. So I think the combination of the pills and the drinking over the weekend like got the better of him and his jabs to me started being more often and more um, hurtful. At one point I'll never forget this. The four of us were sitting at a bar, right, New York City. We had so much fun. I will talk about all the fun we had in New York City the next episode. But um and just how much I love the city. I missed it. But um, we would the four of us were just talking like over drinks or whatever, and we all did a really good job of rotating drinks. Like like, you know, like one round was on one person, one round was in the other, whatever. Anyway, so he ended up drinking more than all of us and Um, he would just say things like, you know, look at her, she has like no emotion, he would like stop the conversation talking about me. And I was just like, what, you know, like, there was like a lot of little things. And since I have a podcast, you know, he mentioned to my female friend, you know, who's younger than me, if I followed the podcast, and then she would say yes, right within the conversation of whatever. And then he would say, why do you listen to her? She doesn't know what she's talking about. There was like a lot of little things like that. Um, I could go on and on, but I really just want to talk about how it made me feel, right? I ended up feeling a little bit depressed about it. And then I realized it was a pattern. And I think it's important to talk about patterns, right? Okay, so from what I gather, what happened to me, I don't want to talk about him and speculate about his life, like I want to protect his privacy. And I also, it's not about him, right? It's about what happened and how I didn't see it and how I need to see it going forward and how I hope that you see what I didn't see right okay so what I think happens with an abusive spouse partner whatever you want to call them over time right I think that they have a problem with your anger not their anger right so I think what they are trying to do this is my humble opinion my experience right I just want to mention it so you can start a dialogue with your friends and family, right? Okay, so I think that they have a problem with your anger, right? I think that they are trying to take away your basic right to be angry of some about something, right? Um, I think that they think it's crazy if you react. I think that they believe that you shouldn't react. I think that they think they're somewhat narcissistic and you should just take it, right? And when you react... Um, I feel like they jump down your throat even harder than they would figuratively, of course, right? Um and I feel like they make you feel like you're the crazy one and they make you feel guilty for overreacting, right? Like this guy, like throughout the weekend, he would say things like, um, you know, because it got worse, like, you know, the I felt um a shift, right? And the dynamic between he and I when my friends were introduced and by the weekend, was, it was a three-day weekend and by the time the weekend was over, yeah, like I couldn't even look at him anymore, right? I was just so angry, but I didn't want to make a scene. So I just started closing myself off, right? And then he started saying, things to my friend like I don't think we're gonna see each other anymore after this weekend and my poor friend was caught in the middle right because I was I do not want to make a scene if I can help it right so um I don't know um I think it's important though if you're in a situation like this right I think it's important my situation was a little different because we were all out of town together right he was staying with my friend I think if you're in a situation like this and your friends and family mention it to you and you don't see it I think it's worth stepping back like I've talked about before and just trying to reevaluate trying to like adjust your lens right I didn't see it he was manipulating me he was making me feel like I was always in the wrong he was making me feel like I was damaged because he would always say that I didn't have feelings like I had walls up Um, And I kind of feel like we all have walls up to a certain degree, right? I mean, I've been married three times. I've been divorced three times, right? Um, My three husbands were all great men. Like, I I don't blame them for what happened. I mean, I'm equally, you know, at fault. I mean, I'm the fucking common denominator, right? Three husbands, me. I mean, obviously, I have um, some fault to take there, right? But when I think, I think when it comes to patterns and, Uh, falling victim to abuse, right? So like I said, my father was physically abusive, right? Number 61 was emotionally abusive, right? He would make jabs when I would try to defend myself or try to talk about it with him at a quiet later time to not cause a scene. He would always make me feel like I was crazy. And I think that that's the cycle of abuse, right? Um, And I just think it's worth mentioning and talking about and discussing because, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how much you weigh. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care about any of those things. You are a human being and your basic right is to be able to feel the way that you want to feel, right? I don't feel like it's okay for an abusive partner, spouse, whatever, to feel like they need to take your basic right away about being angry, right? We're all human. I'm certainly not perfect. But if somebody is going to say something that makes me angry, I have every right to defend myself, right? Verbally, physically, whatever, right? So I feel like when you're in this situation and you're manipulated, especially when the person is doing all these grand sweet gestures for you, I think it's hard to see it on your own. Um, I think this is a lesson that I'm probably going to be chewing on for a while because I didn't see it coming, right? Like I really thought he was great. I was like bragging to you guys. I was like, he's so fucking awesome. So many things about him I love. And then this weekend happened, and I have to ex- accept some fault for that, right? Um, I don't know. I hope that you guys learn something from this episode in the sense of at the very least, it starts a dialogue with your friends and family, right? Um, for me, what happened was I kind of felt like I was in a straitjacket, right? He would do something, I would defend myself, I would get angry, he would make me feel like I was crazy, right? Um, I wouldn't say that i was depressed but i did have some some moments of like um sadness for uh, about myself and about my future because he would say things like you know um you know you're damaged i'm I'm really i'm i'm the one who is here i'm the one who's like willing to work on these things with you right and he was like you're going to be 50 how many more good years do you think you have like that's fucking offensive right but I was kind of sad and I was kind of um, caught in the cycle, I think, that I didn't even see that I kind of accepted that. And that's not okay, right? It's not okay for somebody to make you feel bad. I don't like as I said before, I don't care how fucking old somebody is. I don't care how old somebody looks like what race they are or whatever. It is your basic right to feel emotions, right? And if anger is one of them fucking feel it. Um, I don't think it's okay for somebody to make you feel like you can't sleep. And I because you're like, conflicted of things that they say about you, right? So I guess in the end, my message is here. Please start a dialogue with your friends and family, specifically if you have younger children, to just make them aware of situations that could point to flags or to signs of upcoming trouble right because if you ever talk to somebody who's been like in an abusive relationship like spouse for like for example right um i hate to say that but it's the stereotypical story of the female who gets beaten up all the time like hides her black eyes whatever because she feels bad because her husband's an asshole right um I just think it's worth having this conversation. So when this all happened, this all happened about the same time uh, that we heard about poor Gabby, right? There was that um, footage where she looked emotionally upset and distraught. Now, none of us know what happened, right? We all know that Brian Laundrie is guilty at some point, right? They went on a trip together, he came back alone, right? So we don't really know what happened with the dynamic, right? We saw like the the footage from uh, the police department and she was upset. Um, I don't think that in that situation, it's right to blame either party, right? He had scratches on his face. So we don't really know what happened. We'll never really know what happened. And aside from legal issues, it's really none of our fucking business, right? But I do think that when this happened to me and her story broke, it really made me stop and pause and think about how even in 2021, I felt like we were blaming her and I don't think that we should ever blame a victim. I'm not saying that she was, you know, innocent in every way. I'm not saying I'm innocent in every way, but I do feel like if nothing else from this episode, please go back and talk to your friends and family about what's acceptable, what's not acceptable specifically with your children. Right. I don't think it's okay to always have the burden fall on the female, right? I feel like we're always like, well, you know, she was being abusive, she should have gotten out. I mean, there's hundreds of stories about that on the internet, right? Talking about poor Gabby, right? So we don't know the dynamic, we don't know what happened, but why blame her, right? Why not fucking blame him? Why not blame the guy? Why not be like, okay, society, we need to treat men to actually be men, right? I don't know, I saw a meme and this all just like kind of like just hit me in my heart. And it was basically talking about um, males and uh, masculine toxicity, right? I don't feel like masculinity is toxic. I actually bought a t-shirt, which I love, basically saying that I'm like masculine. But anyway, um, I don't feel like masculinity itself is toxic. I feel like weak men are toxic, right? Weak men are spiteful and hurtful and abusive, right? Strong fucking alpha- Awesome fucking men are strong and they're protectors. So I think there's a little bit of a verbiage uh, distinction that as a society, we need to talk about and embrace, right? So... If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me as you normally do. I love hearing from you guys. I'm fucking like my social media, YouTube, any of the directories. Like I'm, I'm really happy and proud to know that I have helped a handful of you um, with a few episodes that I have. This is episode number 16. And I've heard from three to five of you that I will never name. Um, one of them specifically actually over the same weekend was having some, um, suicidal thoughts and reach out to me and, um, I think it's worth it, right? Like I, this is a platform for veterans, right? So I'm glad that this person felt comfortable enough to reach out to me and that person from what I can tell is okay. Um, and that's, I guess the bottom line of this episode, right? If you see a cycle fucking like try to break it for yourself or for your friends and family. Um, And I look forward to hearing and speaking with you guys the very next episode. (laughs) I promise I'm actually going to get out uh, within 24 hours and it's going to go back to being funny and comedic and sharing some of my ridiculousness because after 61, I actually decided that I didn't want to date anymore, right? Because I was like, I need a break. And I had been wanting a break for a while because, you know, I've been on fucking now 63 dates, right? So um next one will be more uplifting, but I think this one was important. Um, So thank you for bearing with me. If you have any, you know, thoughts, questions, concerns, what have you, you know where to find me and I'm here and...